Then we sat down five minutes and then we were like, yeah, mind your business. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, there were there were actually other names we were considering. Is it? Yeah. No. But I was in love with mind your business. I think we had three names that we were considering. I can't remember. One of them was sales and business podcast. Oh, right. Yeah, one yeah. of them was mind your business, and then the stupid one was sales and business, but opposite. Oh, Sassines Bales or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which was. <laughs> Yeah. It's, it's funny, but it's, it's the only one that made sense. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode, and we have Daryl from Renown. So at that point, yeah. y'all were just doing a lot of e-commerce uh, reach out, right? Yeah. So, y'all were still just two of y'all working. At which point did y'all start your hiring process? Uh, I think the hiring came during a renowned oh, okay. period uh, because we had a sort of um, a friend and an advisor who told us, hey, uh, the most valuable thing about uh, being a business owner is your time. Right. Uh, if you don't have time, you cannot scale your business. Right. So back then, we were taking all the profits for the two of ourselves. Mm. Uh, not keeping much money in the business, right? Not reinvesting that in staff or hiring or whatnot. And then, uh, when we came to Vietnam, we thought, hey, yeah, that actually makes sense. Mm. Um, if I'm doing all the work, he's doing all the work. Who's gonna do the biz dev? Yeah, yeah. Who's doing uh the sales? Then we decided to make the jump and hire someone. Right, right, right. What was the point that you decided that you're gonna switch from uh two men socials into renown? Oh, that was uh when my partner decided to come out full time. Full time, yeah. But as in, was there a was there a like a, a reason for the rebranding of ta- the name? Tangible, oh. like a tangible thing that okay, we have hit this amount of money. I think it's time for us to rebrand into renown, or was it a by the way kind of thing? Oh yeah, I think it was by the way because uh we couldn't use two men social for the private limited name. Oh, okay. Because you have to close the business for like three months or six months and then wait for the name to be available again on right. Accra. Okay. And then we decided, okay, let's do a complete rebrand. Right. Uh, instead of putting two men and then having uh, the expectation of like the two of us doing all the work. Right. <laughs> and then why not we do something that's without, uh, it like sounds like a bigger company. Right. And then we don't have to be the ones fulfilling the work. Right. Yeah, because two men, they always expect. We we found that through our experience, they always expect the two of us to be in the meetings, right. doing the work. Uh, now, we don't have to have that. Right. Uh, because right, right. you might have branded yourself that way. Yeah. Right. And then expectations right. from the clients is like, I want the person who's engaging with me to do, also do the work. Right. So, okay. so other than this, um, um, of course, him leaving his full-time job and a bit of the the small factors, right? Was was there any big changes that uh, y'all were deciding when y'all were rebranding from from Two Men Socials to Renown? Like company values or company vision, mission, these kind of things. Were there any big changes that y'all put into place with the rebrand? Um, yeah, I think um, there were there was much more thought into the design and the name itself uh, because my friend, uh, my partner was is a branding guy so he put a lot of thought into it because at that point I think two minutes show was done in like five minutes <laughs> okay yeah, the mm-hmm. name was like, okay I went to his house eh, blah blah blah, 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 blah. okay oh 
let's do let's do two men social. Right. Then now there was it's like a two three months process. Uh, he thought out that he did all the work um behind the branding process, uh, asking all the questions that you were, uh, like. What makes us different? Right. Why we want to choose this name? Right. Uh, what's the values behind what we do? Right. Uh, he put in all the work uh, into creating a different brand for right. us uh, and right, right. having all those values. Yeah. Sounds sounds like us, man. That we sat down five minutes and then we were like, yeah, mind your business. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, there <laughs> were there were actually other names we were considering. Is it? Yeah. No. But I was in love with mind your business. I think we had three names that we were considering. Mm. Can't remember. One of them was sales and business podcast. Oh, right. Yeah, one yeah. of them was mind your business, and then the stupid one was sales and business, but opposite. Oh, Sassines Bales or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which was, yeah. It, it was funny, business, but it's it the only one that made sense. Like, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's interesting. So when Renown was started, uh, your trade went to your hiring process, or was it still the two of you all for a while first? Uh, you're still. All- Two of us for a few months first, okay, and then uh the the advisor came in after we did a project, okay, uh together uh for RACF open house, okay. And then after that, uh, oh wow, well, that's a big project. Yeah, um, actually, what, what would RACF need for e-commerce? Uh, Selling the no, just online. advertisements, right? Yeah. Not e-commerce uh, per se. Yeah, right. we got uh, I mean, we got the skill set to media buy, uh, like run ads, right. So uh, they needed like signups to of people from online, uh, like Facebook, Instagram, to yeah. go to their website and experience their virtual open house. Right. Because I think there was two. It was two thousand and twenty one. Right. So, we were so in the midst of like just over COVID. And, yeah. Right. Uh, and I think they couldn't do a such a massive scale right. uh, open house and have so many visitors. So they did it online, and we managed to drive a lot of signups from right. Google, Facebook, Instagram for them. So I'm going to ask you a question, but you can choose to answer. Is it tough working with the government? Oh, with the RCF, it was, it was interesting, fairly <laughs> enjoyable, right? Yeah, oh, really? Yeah. Okay. I think because I wasn't dealing directly with them. Okay. But the guy was, uh, I think Charles or I'm not sure whether to say it. <laughs> the guy from RCF uh, that was corresponding with us, I think he was very a very nice guy. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. I, mm. I guess we always have the idea that working with the government is going to be. Tougher because of the red tapes, right? Not because of the people, but mainly because yeah, a, a lot of processes, there's be a yeah, lot of red tapes and things that you uh, can say, tenders say. and bidding and all that stuff happens. Sometimes, the RSA, right? RSAF one was a tender. Do you do through the? Yeah, through our advisor's company, he was a creative agency, but he didn't have the capabilities to do uh, advertising. Right, so mm. he got the. He got the deal and then he hired you guys to do the aspect of the advertising. Yeah, correct. Right? Yeah. And then he decided to join you guys. Uh, Yeah, he decided to help us a, a little bit uh, okay. with like leadership, team management, okay. um, hiring. Okay. And I think the most important one is uh, nurturing your staff right. and like uh, how to guide them and make them want to stay in your company, right, how to right, value right. add to the staff. Yeah. How important was this mentorship to you guys at that point of time? Uh, at that point of time, I think was quite important because we were the way we were running the business was like a freelance business. Right. You it's it's like self you're still being self employed. It's not really a business. Right. So in order to become a business, you have to. Uh, you you cannot be in the business itself. Right. You have to be like okay. a shareholder sort of that. The business can run by itself without you involved, and then they'll actually be called business and have some sort of value. Right. Yeah. 
And then I think uh, that switch for us, I think was quite important. And then now uh, because we have no, for me, like I, I have no, never worked a job. I have never been in the managerial position. Right. I haven't uh, had the experience in guiding people, right. leading them. So uh, his words in uh, building a team, uh, guiding them, nurturing them, I think was quite helpful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah, I think especially with the fact that if you never ever manage people, right, it's going to be very tough, especially if it's your own business because you're so... Closely tied to yeah, it, tied right? Yeah, to it. It's very hard for you to let go of certain aspects of it, right? Yeah, yeah. And certain right. standards that you set up for yourself as well. How fa- right. how fast was how, so when you all started your hiring process and all that? What were the things that you all were looking for when you all were hiring? I think we didn't have much budget, so we have to find someone who have a little bit of experience, uh, someone who um, is like normal. I don't know <laughs> who, who won't leave, uh, who won't take uh, whatever we are doing and then run on on his own, right? Uh, become our competitor or. Um, and then also have the full commitment to us. Right. And then uh, after interviewing, I think we hired a guy who wasn't such a good fit. And after like six months, we had to get, uh, let him go. Let, let him go. And then I think uh, recently our latest hire was the one that is really good. Right. Yeah. right. How big is the team currently? I think uh, for the agency, only five. Okay. Yeah. Ex- including the two of us. Okay. So, yes, three hires. Right, right, right. Yeah. What lesson did you learn from that first guy who didn't work out so well that you were able to apply to the subsequent hires? Mm, I think um, so many things because uh, during the hiring process, we didn't think much of like what are the criterias that we wanted right. to have. And after, it's like a relationship. Yeah. <laughs> mm. yeah after yeah, your uh, first girlfriend and boyfriend, eh, I don't really like uh, those kind of uh, characters right, that you right, have. Right. And then for the next one, I'm going to find someone without those characters. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So, so it was a, by the, like, as in uh, OJT, like, on the way, you all were like, okay, actually, we don't, we don't want this kind of person. We don't want. Yeah, also a good Through your own experience, experience, you learn. Yeah, okay. Yeah, what, what, how important was it that they buy into the the company's vision of where you want to be? Um, I think wasn't much very important at that point in time. Yeah, it was more about the person wanting uh pay. Now that uh after I have some thought about it, uh, she wanted to uh learn a lot more about e-commerce, about advertising, and improve her skill set so that eventually she will be able to join a bigger company, okay, bigger agency, and all that. Uh, and she was working on the client side. Right. She was running ads in-house. Right. So then she joined us. She was able to work on multiple brands. And then I was able to guide her uh, in helping uh, managing bigger ad spends. Right. Uh, she was managing, I think, less than $1,000 a month. Okay. And our clients were spending maybe $5,000, right. $10,000 a month. Connected that way, like she wanted to learn something and we right. are able to provide. Right, right, right. Uh, and she was very straightforward with the fact that she was using all as a stepping stone. Uh, yeah, correct. Oh, that's Just, interesting. Uh, I mean, because we didn't have much uh, pay like pay yep. to offer. And at the beginning, for the first six months, we had to lower her pay first uh, in order to like not make the same mistakes. And right. then, uh, so uh, using that uh, learning uh, and experience that we were able to provide, right. uh, she came and joined us. Right, yeah. right. Right. So right now, Renown is what it is. It is a <laughs> performance enhancing for e-commerce, right? Yeah. As long as you're trying to do e-commerce, 
you go to them, they will try to increase your revenue through advertising and marketing. Right. right. Yeah. And and mostly in the advertising space, right? Yeah, that's right. How would you describe the difference between advertising and marketing, right, to a layman? Like who someone who doesn't know what's the difference? I think uh there are a lot of definitions yeah. uh, around the world for it. For me, uh marketing consists of like branding and advertising. Okay. So branding is um the typical description is like how you look uh uh and then advertising is more towards like whether you are putting yourself out there. Right. So you can be the most good looking guy but uh no one discovers you. Uh even though your branding is the best, like uh, you won't get much right. uh, partners to choose from right, right, right. or customers in business uh, sense. So if you have a, uh, so you have to go hand in hand, both branding and mark- advertising. So uh, you need to have a, be, look good, but you also have to put yourself out right, there. Right, right, right. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Mm. So it's, there's so, no point in looking good if yeah, no one is sees like you. How you present yourself, who you are as a person, <laughs> yeah. your individual, and then yeah. advertising is me interacting with other people. Yeah. Oh, okay, that's interesting. Mm. Uh, I, it's a good analogy. A, yeah. Now it makes so much sense. And then marketing is the whole whole thing, lah. Yeah. Right? Is the the big. The, uh, okay, that's interesting. So now that renown has, you know, has found some stability and all that. What made you decide that you know what I want another challenge? I want to start start, start a new <laughs> business. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um. Because uh, we were doing well for many e-commerce brands, right? Right. And then uh, the inner greed in me, is like, <laughs> damn, I'm not. I'm just getting like, uh, like three, few hundred, few thousand dollars, while my clients are making ten or tens of thousands of right, dollars. Right, right, right. I was like, shit. I also want a piece of that. Right, right, right. <laughs> right. So, uh, uh, one day the the CMO of H2 Hub wanted to do his own brand. Okay. And then he asked me. Bro, do you want to start something together? Oh, okay, okay. Like, you know what? Yeah, <laughs> right. I've right, always right. wanted to. Uh, I just didn't have the opportunity right. to do it because I was always so tied up in um, running renown or two man social. And then he says he is able to uh, use his existing resources, some of his existing staff, to help us run the business. Okay. Um, by like maybe we can co-share some of the uh, pay um, okay. from his staff. Um. And then yeah, we decided to research a few industries. At first, we wanted to start a supplement brand, but right. then the cost of the cost of the product cost, the initial starting capital was too high. Right. I think we only wanted to start with maybe twenty or thirty thousand bootstrapped. Right. Okay, and then it was not possible. So we decided to go into another industry, and okay. he was really passionate about feng shui. Okay, then I wanted to do some sort of like clothing, jewelry, uh, stuff, fashionable stuff. Uh, and then uh, we decided to blend the two together. I said, hey, feng shui is so old school, so traditional. Uh, let's uh, modernize it a little bit. And then, okay. Yeah, well, that's very sell interesting. It, sell it to the younger big crowd right. who believe in feng shui but don't want to uh, wear something so yeah. old school. Yeah, yeah. I, I know what I mean. I do, I do like believe in it a bit, like energy itself, right? Feng shui mm. is generally just energy from a more uh, eastern version of it. But all the things are like super, like it doesn't, like dude it's huge beats right sometimes you gotta wear okay, okay so I had a misconception here I thought feng shui was how you arrange stuff in your house yeah so it te- technically it's part of feng shui because it's okay. the energy of the house right so you arrange it in a certain way because you want to unlock certain energies and the flow in, within the house I right? see so feng shui is just generally energy right right 
Yeah. Is, is that is that actually the, the Indian, direct the, direct the, translation? The Indian guy explaining <laughs> what's going on. Yeah, yeah. But it's, it's, so people wear like jewelry and all that is to like sometimes to unlock energy within their body or you know they want certain energy to be. In I body. see. Yeah. I see that that's a hot market in Singapore where a lot of people were or was it hot with like let's say the older crowd. Yeah, I, I I think we saw an opportunity there where feng shui was uh, businesses weren't really uh, doing much online advertising right. and then uh, I had the skill set to really drive right. a lot of sales online right, right. And because these are all mainly older businesses right the feng shui guys are mainly old they are not focused on they already got their regular crowds right yeah, nobody's and what kind of online. products are these um these are mainly like uh, bracelets with like the little lion on top okay yeah the one I'm wearing is with like uh, abacus right because I I prefer this design right right <laughs> And uh, yeah, mostly are uh, all these like beaded bracelets, and then we try to string the size of the the little dragon, the pichu, and then make it more modern, right? And not so gigantic like your monk uh, praying in a temple, right? Right. That. <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah. So, so going back to you, so it's interesting, right? Because like, imagine today you're a nine to five guy sitting down in your office, you're doing marketing for someone, and then you're like, I'm so good at this, I want to start my own business. Right, yeah, and then you leave and you start your own business. Yeah, and for him, he, he so you already started your own business. And then you're like, I'm so good at this. I'm going to start another business using what I already know to right? be the client side as yeah, well. So you kind were of. trying to do the client side of it. Yeah. Right? yeah, that's interesting. When when did you start having this thought? Uh, once I saw like I was able to get multiple clients, uh, right. success, and uh, them uh, being really profitable. They have their own team. Uh. And then great relationship with the customers. Right. It made me want to jump in as well, right, like right, right. having this sort of environment. What What was the 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 pull factor towards that? Was Was at one point was it that you felt that e commerce uh, marketing right and advertising and branding and all that is it not as scalable as being on the client side of the business to own the e commerce itself? Yeah, I think it was much more scalable as the e commerce brand right. than the agency because agency you have to deal with uh, humans. The sales cycle is long. Right. Yep. Um, and then from what we do on uh, e-commerce advertising is the sales cycle is much faster. Right. Even though it's uh, a much smaller quantum, right. you you were able to get more customers right. and then um, scale at a much fa- yeah faster rate. Right, 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 right. Scalability. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because so, well, that was the, the one of the biggest thing for you to move over, lah. Yeah. Right? The That's scalability. Right. Yeah. Right? Because with a team of five, there's only so much maybe you can do if you guys are work, working all your hours yeah and that point we didn't have a team of five I was still two men social right and then it was just me doing all the running of the ads oh like, okay yeah. so, so uh, Hoseki actually came about uh, around the same time that y'all were rebranding into Renown oh uh, no no it no, was no. like a year after that ah okay yeah. okay have you ever thought of bringing Renown global uh, we have a few clients overseas okay. right overseas yeah right because so, I would think there's not a lot of e-commerce brands in Singapore but correct me if I'm wrong on that. Yeah, you're right. And also the addressable market in Singapore is not that as big as maybe Australia or US. Right. Or even Malaysia. Right. Uh, oh, okay. So to be a performance marketing believe, agency. But do you believe that that yeah. will change in the long run? Like more businesses in Singapore will want to move towards e-commerce as a main platform. Yeah, I think it's really happening because uh, all the CPMs are increasing. Advertising right. costs is increasing because a lot of businesses want to go online and see the growth uh, through the platforms as well. Right, right, And then right. I think uh, for those that are already established, like maybe Hoseki or some of our other clients, they always want to look outwards 
mm. to maybe Australia, Malaysia, go to US, right. and uh, scale their business even more right. because there's only so many much customers you can uh, acquire in Singapore. Yeah, yeah. That's that. I mean, that's the sad fact about it, right? That's, you have to look like, outwards. Yeah, right. Like, as great as it is to be a business owner in Singapore, the market you know, is too small. Coming up next week on Mind Your Business. If you were to give like three tips to someone who's wanting to start an e-commerce brand, what would it be? Okay, I think uh, you have first of all because the cost of acquisition online is getting higher and higher. Uh, unless you want to be the salesperson uh, selling uh, your product door to door or face to face, right? I think you have to create a, a good markup um, in in your product so that you can include the cost of acquisition into your gross, like your margins. Right, right, so right. that at the end of the day, you still have some amount of money left right. after advertising cost. Hey, this is Daryl and you're listening to the Mind Your Business SG podcast. Thank you for joining us this time. If you haven't already, subscribe to us on Spotify to get a new insightful episode every week. The Mind Your Business SG podcast is hosted by Ashwin Prakash and Tamit Nasif. Thank you to Naim Lutfi for our intro music. And if you've enjoyed our show, consider rating us. It will help us grow the show and make the future episodes that much better. Have a question for Ash or me? Head over to our Instagram page at mindyourbusinesssg and ask away. We read every submission and we might just answer yours in a future episode. If you would like to support us personally, you can reach out to Ash for your finance needs and myself for any creative business solutions. We'll see you soon.